Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 837. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 100 and 101. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we jump into Psalm 100, yet another song of praise, let's stop for this word from a sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying that I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. This is a short psalm. That's one of the reasons we're going to do two psalms this week. And this is only five verses long. If you're interested in memorizing scripture, then a short psalm like this might be a great place to start. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. If this sounds familiar, it is certainly something that has been used in various songs throughout the ages. And it might have been used in some song you know, but it is this wonderful, joyful song of praise. And we'll see more and more of that as we continue on with the book of Psalms. However far we go in this particular study, we're about to get into the final of book of Psalms here. With Psalm 106, we get into the last book of Psalms, which are predominantly songs of praise. So shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. It is not always something that the church has remembered, that the call to a relationship with God is a call to joy. We are not intended to be morose people, although Christians sometimes in various places 
and in various denominations have been known as joyless people, that is not the calling. That is not what we are intending to be. The very fact that we are children of God, that we are the sheep of his pasture, should bring us joy. And so how do you express that joy? You shout and you worship and you sing. And that is what the psalmist is calling for us to do. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I I love this phrase here. There's just this one verse here. Know that the Lord is God. And I feel like this is in the midst of the week that you're having, in the midst of the month that you're having or the year, however things are around you, whether the storm is raging right now or it's a quiet time, know this, the psalmist says, know that the Lord is God. Know that God is God. God is still there. God is who God has been. God hasn't changed. Now, this has been a week for me. I had a call from my parents, uh, the place where they are staying. They're in a residential care facility. My father just turned 97. My mom will turn 96. And we finally hit that point where they said they need to go into memory care. Additional cost, have no idea how we'll afford it. And they just have gotten to that point. In fact, they've gotten to the point where apparently they get them up in the morning and they have to do it 10 times because they forget it's morning and don't know whether they're coming or going. So Uh, It's a stressful time, and a good thing for me to remember is that to know that the Lord is God, that in the midst of all of this, the Lord is still God, that God is still in his heaven, and it is he who made us and we are his, and my parents are still his, and they made him. My parents met at a Bible study with that my dad was leading many, many years ago when he was a student at a student retreat, a Lutheran student retreat up in the Colorado Rockies. So it is he who made us and we are his. It is he who made us. It is sometimes hard for us to look at ourselves and say, this is something that God made. This is something worth making. I know some some of you have struggled with that, seeing the wonderful beauty that God sees when he looks at you. Some of us have the opposite problem, of course, but this particular fa- this particular verse here, it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, that we are in that relationship with God that covers over all other things. And what should you do if you know that? Then you should clearly sing praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Weeks like this might be hard to be thankful for, and yet certainly I can remember the many, many years I've had with my parents, and and maybe some still in the future. I don't know how many left, and can be thankful for all of those wonderful years, even if they're coming to a close. So enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and give thanks to him and praise his name. We are giving thanks to God for what he has done, and we give praise to God for who he is and the character of God, that loving, gracious, forgiving God who puts up with us from week to week, from day to day, from month to month.
For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues through all generation. That God is God and God has not changed. We continue on here with Psalm 101. We're back to a Psalm of David. And I'm particularly enjoying the Psalms of David right now because in my personal devotions, I'm reading through First and Second Samuel, as I mentioned. And so I'm going through the story of David. And so we get this song here from a time period when David is filled with praise. I will sing of your love and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? And I always have to wonder when I get to one of these Psalms of David, having the other books about David, and we know the various ups and downs of his life. In the portion where I'm reading right now, David has fled into exile for the second time in his life, this time not from King Saul, but from his own son Absalom, who takes over from him, who who has a coup, basically, and throws David out. So, What time is this? I do not know. But the question there at the last part, I will be careful to lead a blameless life. And of course, David doesn't, but he tries to. He says, when will you come to me? Is this a psalm from the early in David's life when he's wondering what will go on? Is it a song from later in his life when he's hoping to get back to a blameless life after some of the things that he has done? I do not know. But he is singing of the love and justice of God. And justice here that God sets things right. So I have to wonder, is there something that David wants set right? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. So David is declaring what he's planning on doing, a plan that he will not live up to, nor do we always live up to the plans that we have. But he's trying to set his heart on God. And one of the things we know is that one of the things that God loved about David was that David was wholehearted. That David, though he screwed up, sometimes really big, David wasn't half-hearted like Saul was. David would dance before God to express his joy. David David would look to God for guidance. And so David's heart was something that set him apart. And so he's saying, how do you set that? How do you get your heart in good shape? How do you get your heart right with God? You do this. You'll conduct the affairs of your house with a blameless heart and not look with approval on anything that is vile. Now, David didn't have the same sources of media available to us, but he could still look on things that he knew that God would not approve. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. And so David thinking at this phase in his life that one of the ways he will keep himself right with God is to stay apart from those who are doing things that are not right with God. Uh, And that is certainly something that it can be guidance to us. We certainly can get drawn in to those things that didn't seem that bad at first, step by step with people whose heart is not set on God. And while we are called to be in this world, we're called not to be of it. We're not to let it influence us, but we should be influencing it. 
Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. Slander neighbors in secret, it always sounds great to hear that gossip about someone else. Although you know that if I'm allowing this person to gossip in my presence, when I leave, that it will be me they gossip about. And perhaps I shouldn't be hearing that, and perhaps I shouldn't be listening to that. And it's easy to be proud if things are going your way. If things are going great, it's easy to think that's because of me. And so David is saying, if he's going to be a king especially, maybe he shouldn't be around those who are proud and haughty because he would all all sorts of reasons get to get drawn into that. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. So David is saying, let me look for example to those who are faithful, to those who walk with God, whose walk is blameless, and let me learn from them that they may dwell with me. Let me spend time with them and let them minister to me. Let those be my teachers, the ones whose behavior I see is good. No one, will pra- no one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my present. It's really easy to get caught up in someone who says things that we like, even if we know that there are someone who's not true, who tells falsehoods. And David says that falsehood nature, that, that person who tells falsehoods, they're not trustworthy. If they tell falsehood in this, then why can I trust them in that? And even though I may like what they say, if they can't tell the truth, they're not someone I should be letting influence me. They're not someone I should listen to. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. And so David says he will separate himself from the wicked in the land. Now, as king, when he's silencing and cutting off, it might be more serious than this. But I think what he's saying is, for us, would be to silence those voices. You know, maybe to spend less time with that media source if it's not producing in us the fruit that we're looking for, or to spend less time with that person if they're not producing in us the fruit that we hope for. And so David is looking at how can he spend his life with a blameless heart and some practical steps of things that he can do and some practical things that he can stay away from. I pray that we would look at our lives with discernment this week, what we should see, what we should say, and what we should do. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, 
Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.